Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Direct Design Podcast. Uh, today I want to talk a little bit about the gloss bias design principle. Let's jump right into it. First off, what is the gloss bias principle? Basically, it's a preference people have for glossy items versus dull objects. Um, we see this in physical products more when you think of things like, you know, cell phones, brand new cars, and, uh, you know, anything really that uh, has a very shiny look to it that, uh, that, that it attracts you to want to purchase it. We also can see this moved over into product design and UI design a little bit. Um, you know, people find glossy objects more interesting and appealing than dull objects. The funny thing with that statement, though, is that I guess for the last while, um, one of the bigger kind of movements we've been seeing in the, uh, the visual design sense online is uh, flat design. And um, I, for one, am not a trends person. I detest trends. I always kind of go back to uh, the basic design principles for everything that I do and then figure out how to apply them to whatever medium I'm working in. Um, I think online trends are kind of bullshit. They're just, you know, ways that designers can use to like make themselves feel self-important if they come up with a new trend. But, you know, pulling back from that little um, side on what I don't like about how work design works online right now, uh, the point of, you know, direct design is to kind of just get to the, the point of, of the subject. So circling back a little bit to talking about flat design versus glossy design, you know, uh, you know, more several years back, we were um, seeing a lot more glossy kind of skeuomorphism design techniques used by Apple and a lot of their apps. Uh, that that was more of a we want you know the apps the UI should look like real world things. But I think the result of that was that you saw a lot of very glossy looking UIs, and um, there was pushback on that, and um, we saw that, and out of that came flat design, which I think really was one of the best things we've seen happen online in a long time. And I don't really consider flat design a trend. I just consider it kind of going back to more of the basic design styles and principles that we see offline. Uh, to me, flat design looks like really good print. Um, you know, there isn't an overall like, abundance of tricks and different screen-based visual trickery or anything going on. It's a much more scaled-back approach. And, um, you know, it really makes the content stand out. So uh, typography becomes a lot more important in flat design that um, it's easy to read, but also that used as a design element, it could be a lot more powerful because there's not a lot of other smoke and mirrors to hide behind, you know, with different glossy effects that you, we were seeing in the past. So anyhow, to me, flat design is not a trend. It's really just in the next step in how we work online and how we design online. We're taking, you know, some of the tried and true principles from design that have been uh, forged over the, you know, the last how many decades, and now we're actually applying them to the online medium in a similar manner. Instead, in the past, we were taking, you know, brand new trends and brand new ideas from Photoshop and, you know, twisting those into uh, how we would build UIs visually online and you know that doesn't have a lot of substance to me in my mind. So when we talk about the gloss bias in a product design standpoint, if flat design is more of kind of uh, you know the better approach as far as being a cleaner overall design style, then how do we work gloss bias into our work? And uh, I think that's a really good question. Like I think online you can look into ways of using contrast, perhaps, as a way to kind of use a gloss bias. There's a certain type of contrast, which is called contrast of extension, which essentially means you have two types of, or you have two colors. 
So let's say you have red and you have blue. Say you have a full screen that you're looking at, so you know, whatever, 1024 by 768 resolution. Let's say that you have a 20 by 20 pixel red square somewhere on that screen, and the rest of the screen is blue. By default, you're going the red square, even though it's only 20 pixels square, it's going to stand out really well on that screen because it's a small amount of a contrasting color on top of a large amount of a background that is, you know, contrasting off of it. So that is, you know, in a nutshell, that is contrast of extension. So basically you want to have two colors that are contrasting. You use a little bit of color on one and a lot of color on the other. The small amount will stand out, you know, based on this technique. So that is one, you know, way you could combine with the gloss bias without actually literally making your UI glossy. You could pick out small accent areas that you want to stand out and apply gloss to them in the sense of, you know, maybe using color as contrast to do that. For example, if you have a homepage, your call to action button should be, uh, you know, it's, it's not very big in the overall size of a page, but it should be, it's a smaller element and it should be in a highly contrasting color versus your background. So if your background's white, make your button, you know, bright blue or bright orange or something like that. And even within a flat design, you know, there are additional graphical treatments you could do to say that button to make it stand out a bit more. You don't have to give it beveled and uh, embossed corners, um, but you could give it a bit of a treatment, um, some other type of visual treatment to have it stand out and just appear a little more glossy than um, just a generic flat button. Another aspect too is maybe thinking outside of software and product design and the gloss bias, just perhaps applying that more to physical products, um, stands to be more effective in you know this day and age. Like I've already mentioned, cell phones is a perfect example. You open up that brand new iPhone, and it's glossy as hell as it comes out of the box, and everyone uh, likes it that way. And that's what you want. You know, you're paying a lot of money, and you you want it to feel important and special. That's why you know a lot of the time you might get a case, but you get a clear case because you want that glossy phone to be showing through. So I think from an online versus physical product standpoint, gloss bias, at least today, applies more to physical products than it does to online. Um, when you are online, if you do want to use this particular design principle, look for the smaller elements on your page. Or not even smaller, but look for the most critical elements on your page and apply some additional type of focus to them, whether that be with um, color contrast, whether that would be with a unique visual treatment to have, help it stand out more. But apply that little bit, a level of gloss without actually going and, you know, making the thing shine like a brand new car. You don't need to go that far. Just make it a little bit different so that it stands out from the rest of what the user is seeing on the page. And then you will achieve um, what you're after with the gloss bias. So that brings uh, this episode of the podcast to an end. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back soon with uh, more podcasts on uh, design principles. Thanks.